And so the three of us began the long, slow work of restoring the discovery to its takeoff condition. The scientific tools, the scanning, probing, and means of detection showed up faults and weaknesses in an instant. Robot-like machines did the hard labor. Yet in spite of all the intellectual and physical help, it was a slow process. And tiring, as the Bosian day was so much longer than that of Earth. The most difficult task was to find the right fuel to fire the rocket motors. Such chemistry had never been manufactured in the was before. It took their scientists weeks merely to analyze our meager remaining fuel supply. Then they had to find a way to manufacture it in sufficient quantities to fill the ship's tanks. More than six Trebozian months of work lay before us. Meanwhile, we settled into our life in Talia and found it much to our liking. Not so Lenny. And while you lot are spending your days out in the sunshine enjoying your work, I'm way down in the bowels of the earth working my inside out at the worst job I've ever had. What is it to do that's so unpleasant? Well, well a dark, for one thing. Mm. These Talians don't seem to need the same amount of light as we do. And, and then there's a smell. What up? The, the recycling plant. You, you've got no idea. Everything has to be recycled. Every bit of refuse... Waste material, soil, water, everything. I would have thought the scientific interest in such work would compensate for the unpleasantness. You what? The transport for discovery works like now waiting in Bay 2. But yeah. all concerned, please take their places in the aircraft. We have to go. Try not to be too downhearted. I oh, know, I'll have a party. We'll see you tonight, Lenny. And don't fall asleep on the job. I can't help it. After four or five hours, I'm dead tired. I've got, I've got to have some sleep or I'd fall down right where I was. Was that their mind? No, well, not if I stay behind and make up for the hours I lost. Oh, that's why you're always back so late. Yeah, that and, and trying to get clean afterwards. Transport to Discovery site is about to leave. Please take your places. Come on, before they leave us behind. Oh, sure we do, Lenny. In the afternoon, especially. Well, what do you do about it? We stretch out on the takeoff couches and have to sleep. Trust you. Mm. Time for work. All right, I know. Don't forget your protective clothing. Really have protective clothing. I've got half a mind to swing the old lot in the flush just as soon as I get down there. A rebellious attitude will not be tolerated. No, I'm only joking. I love my work. Really, I do. That's the spirit. Have a good day. Don't get worse days than these. I've never seen I can smell it already. You must be at least half a mile away. Calling recycling operator number 14. Oh, hell. What's up? There is a clogging at sluice number 5 at the end of the gallery you are now in. Proceed to sluice and clear the obstruction. Apparatus for clearance and dissolving agents are stored near sluice. Do you hear? I heard and I understood. Please report back when task is completed. Right. Number five, he said. Oh, look at that. Take me a week to clear that lock. Oh, that does box a really bit of Hello, recycling unit. Operator number 14 calling. Recycling direction. Now, I've worked for a good hour trying to clear that sluice. The solid metal's breaking up, but the water doesn't flow. I think a pump has failed. 
Number five pump is situated at end of gallery, almost directly opposite Spruce. Yeah, I see. Am, am I going to get the transport truck up there? As far as the pump, at least. Please report on condition of pump. Right. It looks pretty dark. Use your light. Of course. I was talking to myself, really. I'm at the pump. Is a red light glowing? Yeah. Press the green button next What did you say? I can hardly hear you. The radio does not function so well in the deeper galleries. I repeat, press the green button next to the red light. Oh. Right. Is it working? Yeah. The pump seems okay, but I can hardly hear you. Oh, it's stopped again. How long will he be? About an hour. Hmm. Opportunity for a little sleep. We're not quite so near the perfumed pool. Up the gallery, a bit to sweep the region. Seems a good place, huh? The light! Don't, don't take my light! Oh, it's dark! Now, what are you doing? Help! Help! Operate the 14 coin radio direction! Oh, no, no, Corazon! Must have picked her gun! Oh, Barry! It's all crowded over I should be killed! Hello? You speak English? No, I have a translator. One of the few Sophias that have. Who are you? No need to be afraid. We only want to talk to you. Find out who you are, where you came from, what you're doing here. Uh, uh, I was trying to unlock a sluice pump in the recycling plant. Oh, we know that. We ruined the pump. You? We knew you'd be along to inspect it. You were waiting for me? For some time. Been watching you from the shadows. We see much better in the dark than you. And you deliberately fouled up the pump? A way of getting you to enter a low, narrow gallery, where radio reception is bad. They won't expect to hear from you because you were patiently waiting for an engineer to arrive. The... Uh, but the night you arrived, we paid you a visit. Oh, well, were you those bears who threw stones at us? It was our young people showing their contempt for Italians. They sometimes get so angry it is difficult to control them. But they would not have attacked you had they known who you were. How did you find out we weren't Italians? Our first sight of you, down in the recycling galleries, as soon as we saw how ugly you were. Ugly? Well, Italians are too handsome to be true. It's, it's all that inbreeding, all that drug-taking and filtered sunshine keeps them young and beautiful. We could see at once you were more like ourselves. A bit rugged, but friendly and loving and... Human? What? Sotarian. <laughs> exactly. 
You'd do better staying with us than up at Talia. No, I, I, I couldn't do that. Chet and Mitch and Doc are depending on me to earn their keep. Otherwise, you'll be thrown out and left to starve. Do you think so? I know. All these people you see here, well, they have all been rejected from Talia or are descended from people who have. Some for the smallest misdemeanors. Such as? Refusing to conform, like me. What did you do? I allowed the woman I loved to bear me a child. And they threw you out for that? No one is allowed to bear children without permission. Where's your wife and child now? I never heard what happened to my wife. My child was reared as a Talian and is a true one, for all I know. I've never seen her since the day she was born. But tell us about you, where you come from, what your world is like, how you got here. So I work here in the sewage plant while Chet and the others are getting a discovery ready. We hope that the Talians will be able to reverse the recovery process and send us back home. Be careful. Once you will cease to be useful, you may find yourselves in quite another situation. Oh, but they promise. Oh, promises count very little with Talians. The needs of science and the state count above all else. But perhaps they can't do it. Oh, yes. They are sure that provided they can get their time warp travel apparatus to work, the discovery will crash through the barrier back to where it came from. And anybody on board will go back with her. To Mars. Well, they think you came from that. Oh, no, Mars. Well, well, more exactly from a position between Mars and Earth. We were travelling from one to the other at the time. Well, if the experiment works and your ship did go back to Mars, it would be lost so far as Tribot is concerned. Yes. So my advice is, be on it when it leaves. You will get only one chance. How do you know all this? Not all Talians are purebred. Some of them still carry feelings of compassion for their fellow beings. Sometimes they visit us, bring us news, information on the latest Trebosian scientific developments. Or sometimes they snuggle out bits of apparatus that will make life more comfortable down here under the earth, or will keep us warm on the surface at night. Well, I mean, that's a risky business, isn't it? I mean, smuggling things out, I mean. We have nothing to do with their major projects, though we do receive copies of all the reports on them and of the archaeological excavations taking place north of Talia. What do you want those for? Well, history digs are our speciality. It's not surprising, seeing that we live among the very artifacts and remains that the Italians are busily digging down into. Well, that's a new approach. Do you learn much from them? Among other things, we have learned the reason why this world is losing its atmosphere and is rapidly turning into a planetary desert. Ah? Huh? It was the fault of our common ancestors. Ours, the Italians, and yours. Mine? Well... Your descendants, strictly speaking. But from where we stand at present, they are our ancestors. I don't quite understand. The Holocaust. What Holocaust? The one which almost destroyed this planet in one afternoon and sparked off the process by which it is now rapidly approaching its end. I don't know what you're on about. Hello, <laughs> Calling me. You and your discovery friends could change the course of time. What? Hello, operator. When you get what? home... Well... Stop the Holocaust. How? And how do you know we'll get home? When the discovery takes off, be sure to be aboard. When? We will see you are informed. Hello, Operator Forty. We wish you well. The day you leave, we will be there to wish you luck. Remember, one bold action by you could save the world. Operator Fourteen, why don't you answer? Hello. I can hear you. Sorry, I... I must have fallen asleep. And I've lost my lamp. It's totally dark. We are sorry you have waited so long for this new He is now on his way and you 
Oh, thank goodness. It's real spooky here. I think I've been dreaming. Italians were a handsome, well-mannered, gentle, young-looking people. But there was a strange coolness in their relationship with us. They never quite accepted our presence among them. were never warm or friendly. However, this coolness was not shown by everybody, as we discovered one evening when, in the shady patio of our ancient Roman-style house, Jet greeted us with a remarkable announcement. I am leaving this house and moving into another. Was it something I said? I'm moving in with Cassia. Hello. Yes. You mean you're getting married? We have decided to live together. Is it legal? It is not illegal. Although intimate relationships with aliens are not encouraged. Do you intend raising a family then? Well... It would not be allowed. Why not? You would never pass the fatherhood medical test. Me? You would not even pass the medical test to become Italian. None of you would. They would consider you old before your time. Misshapen, unwelcome additions uh, to a master race. Oh, oh, that's that's charming. Charming. Yeah. But uh, you are in love with Jack. Yes. I, I can guarantee his good health. But children are out of the question. The law would not allow it. How could they stop it? My license to reproduce would be endorsed. Maybe taken from me forever. Punishment for producing unauthorized children is severe. Can Italian women ever produce children purely as a result of love? Occasionally. But more often, they are encouraged to nurture the seeds of Talian men. And produce children with unknown fathers? The state is the parent. The child is taken in care as soon as it is born. But why all these strict laws? Don't Talians like children? It's the population control. The planet can support only a limited number of people. But in spite of all those rules and regulations, you intend to set up home with Jet. I love him. Or would you call being in love a typical Talian characteristic? No, more characteristic of the sortiers. Only a sortier would be fool enough to allow her heart to dictate to her head. Well, good luck, Cassia. And you, Jet. I hope you find happiness together. Yes, yes. so on. Thank you. Jet. Mm-hmm. I want you to take this. Hmm? Wear it for my sake. What, a translator? No, just something to wear around your neck. Oh, a charm. An ornament. You don't see many Italians wearing these. No. It belonged to my father. It was specially fashioned for him by his friends in the archaeological unit. It looks Greek or Roman. Very ancient. Is it genuine? It's a copy of an artifact found by my father in the northern mountains. Thought to have been made by civilized people living on Tribos more than a million years ago. My father left it to me. I give it to you. I shall never take it off. Thank you. Dear. There's something I think you should know. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know how old I am? No, but at a rough guess, I'd say, well, 17? 38. Oh. I mean it. Earth years or Trapezian? Trapezian, of course. (laughs) You're joking. No. If what you say is true... It is. By Earth reckoning, you wouldn't be 38. You'd be nearly 54. So be it. But you look so young, beautiful and fresh. Like all Italians. And we go on looking young until our dying day, which is usually around 100 years old. Trebozian years. 
How is it done? Special diets. Drugs in the drinking water. Filtered sun rays to keep the skin smooth and tight. We don't notice we're receiving them anymore, but their effect is vivid enough. How about me? And Doc and Mitch and Lenny? Oh, you receive the same doses as the rest of us. You may not get to look any younger, but you certainly won't get any older, not while you remain with us. I feel younger than I've ever felt in my life. Mm. I know that for as long as I know you, I will not age one single day, not one minute. Then let nothing come between us. Is it likely to? I was a love child, born illegally, of parents who reproduced in defiance of the law. What happened to them? I was taken from them on the day of my birth, and they were banished. Where are they now? Dead, for all I know. Or living with the Sotiers. All the evidence I have for their existence is the neck ornament I just gave you. And I will always wear it. Yes. Darling, nothing will separate us. Believe me. I hope not. in a vessel should have been given over to carrying fuel astounding. That one has to destroy the product of a planet in order to manufacture fuel when solar energy is free and unending astounds us even more. But at least the ship is ready to take off. Mm. We shall be launching it in due course on an experimental flight and recovery test. Meanwhile, on behalf of Talia, we thank you for your efforts. Uh, one moment. You said you thought you could reverse your recovery process and send the discovery back where it came from. Precisely. Well, will you at least allow us aboard while you make the experiment? It has been decided that due to the crew design of your ship and the uncertainty of the correct functioning of many of its working parts, this first experimental flight shall be unmanned. Oh, it has also been decided that as the work on the discovery is now finished, and as physically you do not come up to the standard required to be targeted, you are no longer allowed to remain in the city. Then where will we go? As you have done some service to our state. We have allocated you a dwelling in the region of Camp Apennine, at the foot of the northern mountains. There, your work will be archaeological site. Uh-huh. So long as your work is maintained, so shall your sustenance and other needs. You will be carried to Camp Apennine tomorrow. The work will be explained by your guide, who, being a full Italian citizen, is permitted to come and go as she pleases. The decision of the council is final and irrevocable. Good day. Uh, uh, but... Oh, John. Banished. And no appeal after all the work we did. Where is Camp Hapanine? In the north, rugged country. You've been there before? I worked there as an archaeologist for two years before I joined space research. My memories of the place are of short, hot days and long, bitterly cold nights. Oh, no. What will you do, Cassie? Stay here? Of course not. I shall resign from the space department and become an archaeologist again. As the councillor said, I am still an Italian citizen. I can come or go as I please. We had spent six long Trebosian months laboring on the discovery until she was in complete working order. The last we had seen of her, 
And she was standing erect in the desert on her new launching pad looking like a colossal ancient obelisk. Next day, after we had collected our personal belongings together, we were issued with extra long clothing and transported to the archaeological village nestling at the foot of the Campofinine Mountains. And there we worked, digging up the extremely scanty historical past of Tribos. We labored all through the daylight hours, getting home just before darkness fell and the bitterly cold nights engulfed us. Fortunately, our dwellings were comfortable and warm. We seldom went out at night, though there were odd occasions when it could not be avoided. I think we must have lived this way for a year or more, with no break in our daily routine until one particularly cold night. I'm going to be indoors. Lemmy. Get back here. No, neither of them. Well, they better hurry up. The sun's hardly setting. It's already freezing out there. Is there any word from Cassia? Not a peep. She's two days overdue. Do you think she's all right? I mean, they wouldn't have kept her entirely, eh? Stopped her coming back. Well, she said not to worry if she was late this trip. I can't help worrying. Must be the effect of living at the North Pole. We're nowhere near the Pole, Emmy. 48 degrees latitude north of the equator, we figured. Yeah, during the day, I can believe it. I got, I got quite burned out there this afternoon. Oh, be careful. You're not on Brighton Beach. You could do yourself some serious harm. Oh, it's only for a couple of minutes. Hello, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. Oh. Have a good day. Oh, yes, thanks, Doc. How about you? Made a couple of interesting finds. Huh? What were they? Bits of pottery. Two bits. With remnants of figures scored on one side. Looked early Roman or Etruscan in style. Aye. Well, you never handed them in. I could mean trouble. Well, I handed one in. Thought I'd keep the other for a personal study. I can hand it in later. Maybe you'd never know I borrowed it. What did the archaeology curator say? He was delighted. Can I have a look, Doc? Yeah, sure, Lemmy. It's in my kit bag over there. Oh, right. Well, he became unusually friendly. <laughs> Told me quite a lot about the history of this planet. Oh. He reckons that thousands of years ago there was plenty of water, literally oceans of it, and there's good evidence of that. The deep, wide valleys we saw from space are the old seabeds. The lakes are all that's left of the seas. So what happened to it all? Well, they have some fantastic theory about the planet catching fire. How could it do that? I don't know. Neither does he, really. But something happened. The surface of Tribos was so badly scorched it destroyed every living thing on it, except for a few minor patches here and there. And in order to survive, life in those places had to go underground. And that meant people. It sounds terrifying. And that's not all. Apparently, the planet's axial tilt shifted to almost upright, and the rotation rate slowed down three or four times. As a result, the atmosphere heated up and the water and air began to evaporate and to leak away into space. Which is why the atmosphere outside's so thin. Right. And why the days are so long. But what about the Talians and their super-civilization? Every person on this planet is descended from those few people left over from the Great Holocaust. They survived by living underground. That's right. Oh. The Sotirs still do. And so did the Talians until about 400 years ago when they built the first plastic protection over their city. That enabled them to live on the surface once more. I must say the archaeological evidence seems to point to a burning of some kind and to some long-forgotten civilization before that. What could have caused the fire? I don't know. I've seen one of these in a British museum. Oh, yeah? It would be a remarkable thing if you have, Lemmy. Oh, there. Go on. Did you back yet? No, not yet. She hasn't called? No. I'm sure she'd be back today. Darkness has fallen. It's more likely to be tomorrow. 
She's never been this late before. Now, don't worry, Jack. Ah. Oh, it's cold out there, but beautiful. So many Thank stars. Thank goodness you're all right. You're very late. Why did you come back in the dark? I have news. I couldn't wait. Oh? The discovery. What about it? They're going to launch it. At long last. Why did they wait so long? They've been perfecting the recovery system. They think they now have it right. When does the launching happen? The day after tomorrow. They aim to send the discovery via the time warp to Nexa and then bring it back again immediately. A manned flight? No. They've already lost two ships. They want to be absolutely sure they can get this one back before they put people on board. This is our chance to get off this planet and home. How? Smuggle ourselves aboard. They said if we simulate the takeoff that brought us here from Mars, it's quite likely that the reverse procedure will take us back again. And if it doesn't? Then we go out to the limits of this solar system, take a free look at Nepha and return. All in the length of a Trebosian afternoon. What happens when we get back? You would be banished from Talia forever. They will not tolerate disobedience. But we've already been banished. Not totally. You're allowed to live and work out here as a special privilege. In return for the work, you receive this house, clothes, food, and me to advise and guide you. You would lose all that. If they threw us out of here, we'd freeze to death. Your only hope would be to join the Sotirs. I think it's all too risky. All the way out to Nephthah and back, only to be thrown on the mercy of a lot of, well, trolls. Don't you want to go home? Yes, but... Well, you three go. If you think you can get on board without being discovered. Three is not enough. The ship must have a crew of at least four. This may be our only opportunity. Do you want to stay here? Well, I don't dislike it here all that much. In fact, I'm beginning to like it rather a lot. You mean you don't want to leave Cassia? She could come with us. Yes. Would you? If you want me to, I'll go anywhere. We need to know the exact time of takeoff. Yeah. Day after tomorrow at dawn. You have all the details? The ship will be fired by remote control from Talia. All you have to do is to be aboard when she takes off. Won't there be any guards? What for? The idea of the experiment is to control the ship from Talia. There's no need to see the ship. It's not intended to view the takeoff from the space center. With nobody inside, how do we get the ladder lowered? We use my saucer. Yeah. Hover in front of the Discovery's entrance and climb aboard. You can open the airlock from outside, can't you? Oh, yes. Then we have no problem. When do we leave? If we get there too early, our presence might be detected. If we leave it too late, the ship could go without us. It will take off the moment the sun appears above the horizon. What's the minimum time you need to be ready? If the ship is on remote control, no more time than it takes to climb aboard. Would five minutes be enough? Yes, just about. Very well. The day after tomorrow. Leave here an hour and a half before daybreak. shooting stones. Space department will know. Yeah. They'll send a saucer down to scare them off. They could already be on their way. How long before dawn? Six or seven minutes. Let's get aboard now. If they come and see a saucer hanging around, they'll cancel the whole thing. If we're already inside, they may not realize it. Take us as close to the door as you can, Cassia. Yes. It's a long drop to the ground. 
I'm opening our airlock. I'll go first. Yeah, at least we can get in. Go straight to your takeoff catches. Right. Lemmy? Right, Jack. Now you, Doc? Okay. Oh. Cassia? No, you go. I'll hold the saucer steady. Oh. I understand the controls better. Very well. There. Now, give me a hand. Take care of your drifting away. Cassia, come back. No, Jack. You go home. What? I am not coming. But you promised. Only to get you to agree to go. The ship needs you. Free cannot manage. But I need you. Come aboard, Cassia. There's the first gyro the ship preparing to take off. Oh, come aboard, while you have to dance. You remember I told you how old I was. What do I care how old you are? 38 Trevothian years. 54 Earth years, you say. What's this got to do with anything? You were wrong. Tribot years are much, much longer than Earth. How do you know? I worked it out from what you told me about your planet. The seasons, the periods of the constellations. Why do you think you all get so hungry and tired four times a day? You wouldn't still try to run a those time. There's the second gyro. If you don't come now, we shall have to pass. Forever. Back to the surface. Jeff, you hear? Yes, I hear. Hello, Discovery. This is Talia. Can you hear me? Hello? Talia calling? Nobody answered. Do they know we're aboard? I can't say. A saucer appeared to drive off the sortiers just before the motors fired. They must have seen Cassius' saucer hovering near the door. But not necessarily have seen you or Mitch. Maybe not. The door was closed and the motors firing as I was dragging him in. Cassia won't give us away. Hello, Discovery. If there is anybody aboard, it is in your own interest to acknowledge the fact. Then hear this. This experimental flight will continue as planned. We shall proceed to send you to Nepta, bring our own stranded ship back, and leave you on Nepta to fend for yourselves. We will allow you five minutes to answer. After that time, if there is no reply, we will assume there is nobody aboard and continue with the flight as scheduled. Switch to manual control. All circuits. Right. Tell you you're on. Now what? We wait. What for? For when they restart their experiment. Send us out to Nepta. 
We shall feel our speed increase. At that precise moment, we switch on the motors and boost all the power we can out of them. Just like when we left Mars. Yes. Let's hope what happened then happens again. Now, lie still. Watch the speed indicators and be ready to fire the motors at a second notice. Tribos is beginning to look very small. Speed, Mitch, hardly anything. In a few minutes it'll be zero and we'll start falling back. Be alert. It can happen any moment. There. I've got it now. Number one. Number one. Let's have the picture. It's on there. Oh, yeah. Is it Tribos or the Earth? Oh, it's too far off to tell. We've come a long way. Millions of miles, I hope. Oh, no. What is it? Earth or Tribos? We're traveling away from it. We're leaving it behind. Of course. We have to turn the ship around and go back. Stand by for firing auxiliary motors. Standing by. Number one. Number one. Number two. Number two. Degrees, one seventy nine, seventy eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Turn complete, one hundred and eighty degrees. Fire both motors now. Well, what do you think? Pretty red to me. Oh, oh, pale pink. No, Lemmy. Silver and blue. Are you colorblind? <laughs> it's the earth, all right. How far away? Two more days, we'll begin to pick out familiar details. We've broken through the time warp. <laughs> I'd like to see the look on those Talian's faces when that ship turns up from Nepra instead of us. <laughs> Never mind that. Now, get to the radio, call up control, and ask for our correct speed, position, and landing procedure. Won't they be surprised to hear from us after 18 months? Has it been that long? I think so. Well, hasn't it? Well, it could be a little longer, depending on the exact length of the Chabosian year. Hello, control. This is the Discovery calling. We're anxious to hear from you. Come in, please. Hell, what is it? The charm, that locket Cassia gave me. It's gone. You sure you had it when you came aboard? Absolutely certain. Oh, it can't be far. We'll soon find it. Hello, Control. Discovery calling. Would like to hear from you. Come in, please. It's everywhere. There's no sign of it. I had it when you dragged me in. It couldn't have just disappeared. I think it has. Eh? That locket, like Cassia, belonged to a different age, a different time. It could not exist in our time. Right. We've left it on the other side of the time warp. I don't quite follow. I mean, when we broke through the time barrier, we actually moved forward, not sideways. We traveled through time, not just through space, as Italians thought we had. How far? Way, way into the future. To a time in which our own period was so remote, its very existence had been forgotten. And the locket, never having existed in our time, has disappeared as we came back into it. Mm, seems that way. 
But what about your artifact, the one you found on the archaeological site? Well, here it is. Large as life. Why didn't that disappear? Because it has been on Earth since the beginning of history and had lain buried in the soil for a million years until I dug it up. It's as much part of our time as we are and part of more than a thousand lifetimes before that and a thousand ages afterwards. It's the only thing on this ship that belongs both to the past and the future. So we didn't travel to another solar system? No, Mitch. We remained within the same one, our own. And Trebos was the Earth. Where else? Then all that Cassia said was true about the length of days and her age and so on. How long was the Trebosian day? Well, according to her, four times the length of an Earth one. Hmm. So my estimate of being on the planet for 18 months should really read six years. No wonder oh. I was so tired. Why didn't you tell us, Jeff? It was too fantastic. I couldn't believe it. Well, like so much on that planet. Not in a million years would I have believed it was the Earth. But you do now. Beginning to. Very firmly, yes. Now I know what that geezer meant when he hinted that I was my own ancestor. What geezer? The sortier I met down in the recycling plant. Right. He told me that the discovery would get us back to Earth first try, and to be sure we were all on it, and he and his mates had come and wish us goodbye. He, he must have been him that told Cassia when the takeoff was. Then why didn't you tell us all this? Well, like Jed, it was all, it was all so fantastic. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I thought it was just a dream. And what about your being your own ancestor? Well, it, it was when he was telling me about the Holocaust. What about it? He said... The cause of all the trouble in Tribos was the Holocaust. And that when we got back to Earth, we could change the course of time and history by preventing it happening. Huh. Well, if we knew what it was. Some kind of massive explosion, obviously. And it doesn't take much imagination to guess what might cause that. Yeah. Almost burnt life out of existence, shifted the Earth's axial tilt, changed the climate and caused the leaking away of the atmosphere into space. When we get back to Earth, we must spread the word... Tell the world what we've seen and hope it'll be sufficient warning. And change time and history? That's right. Well, it, there are one or two things that bother me. What are they? If we can change the course of time and history by stopping the Holocaust, yes. well, doesn't that mean that all or most of what we've seen these last six Earth years won't take place? Very likely. Oh. Pity. Why? Oh, I kind of like to think that while we were living our period of time... Cassia and the Sotias were living in theirs, way on ahead there in the future. Quite likely. But if we change the course of time and history, isn't it possible that Cassia and the rest of them will never be born? We should be landing, and you still can't raise control. For 48 hours, I've been calling. I, I don't understand it. They, they must have changed the frequency. And left us stranded out here with no contact. The radio can't be functioning correctly. I've checked and double-checked it, but I'll keep trying. Hello, Control. This is Discovery calling. Can you hear me? Here. Wait a minute. I, I suppose those geezers back in Talia knew what they were doing. About what? Getting us back at the right time. I, I mean, supposing they got it wrong, even by not very much. You know, a hundred years or even fifty years too early or, or too late. 
That could make things very awkward for us. There's your answer, Lemmy. Hello, Control. This is Discovery calling. Hello, Flight 127. Your landing point is runway 17. Please switch to automatic navigation and landing. What's he talking about? Hello, Earth. Hello, Control. Discovery calling. What was that? I didn't say anything. I think we have interference. Hello, Control. Receiving you strength free. Whoever you are, you're interfering with London Landing Control. Did you say landing control? Yes. Oh, good. This is the Discovery. Who? The Discovery. Flagship of the Martian fleet. On its way home. Journey into Space, The Return from Mars, was written by Charles Chilton. John Pullen played Jeff Morgan, Anthony Hall, Lemmy... Ed Bishop, Doc, and Nigel Graham, Mitch. Elizabeth Proud was Cassia, and other parts were played by Patrick Barr, David Bradshaw, Graham Faulkner, Stephen Garlick, John McAndrew, Sean Probert, Christopher Scott, and John Webb. Journey into Space was directed by Glyn Dearman.